Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, so we're going to do the Inside the Actors Studio, the 10 questions that James Lipton would ask every guest. Okay. So, Micah, what is your favorite word? Ooh, my favorite word is tumultuous. Ooh, tumultuous? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that word. Or usurped. That's another fun one. What is your least favorite word? Oh, my least favorite word. You know, gonna have to go with vagina. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It just hits the ear wrong. Yeah, it's not a fun word. No. It's not a fun word. Yeah. Who came up with that as like, it just... You know what it means? (laughs) This is, <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> um, it basically means sword sheath. <laughs> okay, I'm t- you've changed my opinion. Actually, that's my favorite word that's, now. That's basically where it comes from. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't roll off the tongue too well. No, yeah, no, it just hits the ear wrong. Yeah. What turns you on? Um. Uh, and this can be sexually, not sexually, funny, serious. Whatever you want. What? Ter- what? That, what a weird question. He would just ask this of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say, if I see that there is a new game out, and they're like, you can have seven hundred hours of plus content. Create a character. Dive deep into this RPG system. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I I salivate a little bit. I'm like, ooh, ooh, look at that. Yeah, somebody's like that table's pretty tall, and you're like, it doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off? Unfinished games released before they're finished. I hate that. Uh, Cyberpunk. Cy- yeah, great game now, but boy, oh boy, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. What sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of duct tape coming off of the roll. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that's a that's such a satisfying sound. Yeah, that is. That's a great one. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Here it is. This is it. Having a nice glass with ice in it. And then hearing the of a of a soda can, and then hearing that soda go into the glass of ice. You don't love the sound of bubbly soda in ice. It's literally one of my least favorite sounds. <laughs> what? I hate it. That's the craziest thing. That's. <laughs> I hate that sound. That's for. one of my favorite sounds it's, ever. <laughs> I hate. It's just like and you, making all this like clickety clangety. I hate it so much. Is it specifically in a glass? It's it because at the movies now. Yeah. Like there's a not a trailer, no, but, but when like they're trying intro. to like sell, yeah, like an intro for the uh-huh. for yeah. the movie place. I they'll play they'll do that. They'll mm-hmm. make the sound of like a coke going into ice and mm-hmm. the ice cracks and yep. you hear the fizzing. Makes me cringe every time. Wow. I hate the whole setup, the whole process, each sound in order i hate it all i hate <laughs> it all wow i respect it though um what is your favorite curse word oh man my favorite curse word you know what one of my favorites of all time there was this guy in high school he was a transfer student from holland his name was sven von veraldenhoven <laughs> and so we of course that sounds like a swear word <laughs> right we of course were like what are the swears in Holland? And he told us that they don't really cuss. They literally 
curse people so they like wish bad things upon people (laughs) i love it and one of his he said a really really bad one was calling somebody a a conquer flicker (laughs) a conquer flicker yep i don't know what it means but but i was just like what does that mean and he goes it's just bad so so there's that one and then i also really enjoy what the austrians call the germans and that is a piefke to which I asked the same question because I stayed with a family in Austria for a week. And the guy's like, oh, we call them Piefkes because they didn't like the Germans. I guess they blamed him for World War II and dragging him into it. You know, <laughs> that whole thing. But um, I was like, so what is a Piefke? And again, the same situation. He goes, oh, it's just bad. So I don't know what that is either. But yeah, so Conquer Flicker and Piefke. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, dude, voiceover work. That'd be so much fun. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. I say, that Those people, they have the best job in entertainment. Right? From what I've heard, it's very competitive. Our buddy Rob, who was on uh, the last episode, he actually wanted to be a voiceover. Like a voiceover actor? Voiceover actor, yeah. Really? And he said it was very, very difficult to get in it's that, a very small circle yeah and i mean and he's somebody who i think could you as well yeah he, very talented at doing voices but it's just it's very hard to get in from what i hear i would imagine but that, a very yeah. sweet gig i've also thought about like audiobook reading would be kind of fun to do too i could see that that'd be yeah. a lot of talking and a lot of reading not doing too much research into it it sounds fun it yeah. might be a thing where i look into it and i'm like oh this is way too much i don't know <laughs> but but you know, one of those would be fun, I think. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, man, this is going to make me sound really bad. But really, any blue-collar job, I'm not a fan of doing tedious work with my hands. Like, I'll fix the cars. I've replaced many things. Um, but I don't like doing it. Yeah, uh, if you had I, to do it every day. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'm, not a, I'm not into that. Or... Anything that you would see with Mike Rowe in the show. <laughs> so dirty jobs. Yeah. Okay. Dirty. Wouldn't be a fan. But I mean, that's that's probably a lot of people. So uh, maybe a more interesting thing. I would I would really hate to be one of those construction guys with the stop signs. Oh, my. Yeah, on traffic. absolutely. I would hate Dude. to do that. I would be so bored. I see. I've thought the same thing. Every time I see those guys, I'm like. I would be adding life to it. I'd be having fun. I'd be like, like waving them over. Sure. You guys can't see me, but I'm, I'm dancing, <laughs> dancing with my hands right now. Like, come on through. Yeah. Like I'd be having fun with it. Yeah. That would be it fun. does look just miserable. And especially like in the cold, yeah. like in the extreme heat, because most construction happens during summer. Yeah. And you're on, you're on like, you're on asphalt. Like it's hot. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. That, no, that's a good answer. That would suck. Yeah. Finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, good job. Nice. Yeah. Yep, that would be pretty cool. Thank you, James Lipton, RIP. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't realize that guy was dead. Yeah. I mean. I I think for a long time now. (laughs) I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. I'm sure it's, yeah. I mean, if, if, if. Ebert is dead, and he was around that time. That makes sense, or maybe even before. Yeah, let's see. He died. Oh, yeah. Okay, not that long. He died in 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are fun. Have you thought about answers to any of those? As as you were giving them, I was thinking like what my answers are, yeah. or my answers would be. Okay. Maybe in a future one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should get into Breath of the Wild. I agree. I agree. Let's get into it. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the universe where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I am, of course, your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host. He saw the sign, and it opened up his eyes. 
It's Micah. Hi. Is that Ace of Base? <laughs> that is Ace I of Base. I love Ace of Base. Dude, they are so good. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, and they're they're one of those bands that I low key like. I yeah, I try to not tell too many people. I failed at that now, but uh, I try to not tell. It's so catchy. It, it is. Yeah. Honestly, it's so catchy. I think it holds up too. It does. Jane, All- I still when I hear those songs. Yeah. Like all that she wants. Oh my so gosh, good. so good. Yeah, they were kind of like considered like a joke. They were like the punchline of jokes. Were they when they were actually? I, I mean, think, for a long time. But truly, that music is very catchy. It's, it's so very catchy. Good. Yeah. Did you hear about Mariah Carey and her like grunge album that's going to be coming out? Excuse me. Did you hear about this? Uh, no. So, <laughs> are you sure you meant Mariah Carey? No. Yeah, I one hundred percent. For Christmas, yeah. Is okay. Yeah, she's thawing out this year and giving us a grunge album. I don't know when it's happening, but um, so evidently, she and a friend of ours was telling us this. So I'm gonna be like telling you a story of somebody telling me a story of something that they've read. So there's a little bit of a telephone thing going on here. Okay. I might get some of this wrong, but from what it sounds like. Back when she was in her prime, in her heyday, like just exploding and everybody loves Mariah Carey because she has a lot of like number one hit singles. Yeah. Uh, like more than the Beatles. I don't know if people realize that she's got a ton of number one hit Dude, singles. She she was one of the female singers that ruled the yeah. late 90s. So while all of that was happening, evidently, um, because she was a major pop star, of course, the producers have a whole bunch of like creative license over what she does professionally and out in the public oh yeah especially in those days when yeah the music industry still really kept people under their thumb yeah so she would evidently evidently she was a a fan of like the garage grunge type of bands things like garbage bands like that okay um and after she would record for the day she would stick around the recording studio and with a band record some type of like grunge album and Eventually, the so they were doing it on the down low. They weren't telling anybody about it. They were just recording it because they wanted to make the music. But then the production company evidently found out about it. And they're like, nah, you're not going to do this because you're Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. and, and this is our production studio. And there's no way in hell we're letting you come out with this because it just totally breaks the brand. But they hired, and again, I could be wrong, but I think that they hired her vocal coach to do the lead singing. So they just replaced Mariah Carey with her vocal coach to sing. And then that band or that as a band got released. Oh, okay. But Mariah Carey wasn't affiliated with it or like her background vocals were still on the tracks, but she wasn't singing. Come to 2022, I guess she found or somehow got access to her vocal tracks from whenever they did that recording. And now the plan is to remaster it all together with Mariah Carey's voice and, nice. her, and her vocal tracks and get released that way. Very cool. I, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, that, I would definitely listen to it. I mean, really, the only Mariah Carey song I can think of off my head is the damn Christmas song. Do you know that she makes it's it's some crazy I'm going to get the number wrong, but it's some crazy number that like something like 80 percent of her yearly income is made in December because I mean, because, because of that, that song. It's a great it, Christmas song. Yeah, it, it is. And it's probably one of the most played, if not the most played yeah. Christmas song. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Um, I don't know how we got to Mariah Carey, but... Ace of Base. Oh, yeah. Ace James Lipton, Ace of Base, Mariah Carey. It's a rabbit hole, folks. Okay, so <laughs> Thor, what are we getting into today? What's the, what's the topic of discussion? So today we are discussing... The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This was the uh, 2017 Switch game, Nintendo Switch, released by Nintendo. Also, interestingly, the final game to be released on Wii U. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was That's a the good final game, game for Wii U and one of the like first games, the first initial offerings for w- the Switch. Was it like a launch like, game for the Switch? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's the word, launch game. All right. So... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is one that I was just mostly more surprised that you hadn't played it yet. Yeah. Because this is one that 
I mean, it gets just crazy acclaim from most people. Not everyone, but I would say the general consensus on it is one of the one of the greatest games, certainly for the Switch, sure. if not of all. Yeah, everybody. All video games. Everybody that I've spoken with has said nothing but good things about it. I just recently bought a Switch a couple of months ago for the sole purpose of finding old games and playing those because the Switch has been re-releasing a lot of like PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 yeah, games. It's great for that. Yeah. So, and I thought if Freya needs, um, needs the TV or is doing something, I can just like pull out the Switch and play real quick. Do that type of thing. So when I bought the Switch, I also bought Breath of the Wild, but I just didn't play it. Yeah, just collecting dust. Yeah, it was just collect because I was like, oh, what can I buy? And I'm like, oh, I'll buy Final Fantasy IX. I've been playing Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> or or, um, or Hades. I played a decent amount of Hades. Like, that's a solid Switch game. Yeah, but I just never got around to Breath of the Wild because I heard that it was good, but I also heard that it was long, and it was a little bit of a time sink to, like, really, really get into it. Certainly, yeah. Yeah. So that had always kept me from... from jumping into it so you recommending it was perfect so it just gave me the reason or the excuse to give it a try yeah that is what's fun about the show is a lot of times there are things that like at least for me anyway are things that i'm like i've always been curious about that but just never had the push so like we actually force each other to like (laughs) to watch things that have maybe been on our list that we just didn't get around to yet yeah finally take that leap so to speak yeah so what do you think? First impressions, thoughts? Um, How far did you make it, actually? Yeah, so I may, I defeated one of the four divine beasts. Okay. There was one that was shaped like an elephant, and I defeated that whole scenario and, and finished that up. The experience for me was kind of like a... It, it was a snowball effect, where at first it was fine, kind of going through, but as the game progresses, and I'm... I don't think that I'm even that far yet, but as the game has progressed so far, slowly more and more things become available or you're unlocking new um, like combat moves, for example, because combat at first I was I it was okay, But then I was like, oh, you can actually do like guard counters and and parry people. Mm -hmm. And um, so the combat's a little bit more advanced than initially I had thought. So I don't know if that's me just taking a while to figure it out or if it's unlocked at a certain point and, and I just had to get there. Um, but but now I'm into it. It's it's a lot of fun. Dude, that's funny. That's kind of my same experience, too. When I first picked it up, yeah, the first hour or two, I was like, I don't know if I like this that much. And same thing as you play it. It does. So all those things, they were available to you before. The oh, combat yeah. moves and stuff, they were available to you before. Huh, okay. Um, you just, you don't know about them sure. until you get to the part, you go, it's like a... Uh, it's like one of the caves. It's a shrine trial, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Where you learn how to do that stuff. Yeah, so that stuff was available. Mm-hmm. You just don't know about it until you learn about until it. Until you learn about it. And that's a big piece of this game. Yeah. Is that... It's intentionally designed to make you want to explore yeah. and to discover yeah. and find new things. And it it has the ability to like really you can play it non-linearly. You can do like you can you can go to the final boss fight immediately. That's and interesting. There are a lot of speed runs online. Oh wow, okay. So we'll get into that as we go on. But yeah, like That's speed, kinda cool. speed running Breath of the Wild is a is a thing. Is a big thing. Huh. Yeah. That's because that scene. So you can beat the whole game in like ten minutes. <laughs> That's so cool. That's <laughs> so cool that you can or, do that. Or you can just play for hours and hours and hours. hours. Yeah, and, and and that's that's how I play games. Um, I was told that this is very akin to Elden Ring. Yeah, and I put so many hours into Elden Ring. So I played that prior, obviously. And so I was curious where that comparison was because nobody had said, oh, it's like Elden Ring because it does X, Y, and Z. They've just been like, oh, it's got a lot of Elden Ring vibes. So I guess actually Elden Ring would have a lot of Breath of the Wild vibes. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Breath of the Wild kind of really changed the gaming landscape. You know, those a lot of those games, uh, there's another one called Phoenix Rising. Sure. Which is kind of also very similar 
I would say probably closer to Breath of the Wild than Elden Ring. Okay. But yeah, that kind of like open world exploration, non-linear style of play. Yeah. Um, it really kind of like propelled that. But there's something different about that version of open world, non-linear exploration style of play. Because like every Ubisoft game now is that way. If you think about any Far Cry game, that's all it is. Uh, all the new Assassin's Creed games are yeah, the same way, are too. Are the same yeah. way, yeah. But but I think what is neat about Breath of the Wild is how much it doesn't hold your hand, how much it doesn't tell you. And there's so much... There's a lot to be said for a game about that because when you find something out, you're like, oh, I figured this out. And then, at least for me, I'm like, okay, now that I figured this out, there's more to do. There's more to see. And what's beyond that mountain range? What can I figure out over there? What's hiding from me over there? And not having things laid out for you and like forcing you to explore, I think that that's such a good mechanic for a game because it it just it's such a time sink and it makes the player play the game in the way that they want to play. Yeah, it is so much fun. Um, specifically for that reason, you will constantly. I've played four playthroughs holy shit maybe five I, wow. I definitely four and every single time yeah i discover something that i didn't discover that i didn't know before or that i didn't or i get to an area that i didn't see before yeah and still every single time and i mean each one you're talking probably 40 hours right because there are probably milestones that you have to do like the guardians or whatever do you have to Defeat those things or no? No, you can literally run right to the final boss. <laughs> oh, you oh, can run okay. right to the final boss with one stamina wheel and three hearts. That sounds really awful. The to... Yeah, I, the world record is like sub 10 minutes, I think. Wow, that's crazy. Just doing... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's crazy. Not... That is, for me, that's not fun. Right. Um, but so like those shrines you do, there's 120 in total. Oh my gosh. There's a hundred like, so, so yeah, the shrines are like little, little puzzles. They're like little yep. dungeons, but instead of going in and fighting things, it's more puzzle solving. Yep. Yeah. You're solving a puzzle. Really? The divine beasts are the dungeons. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I but could, even I those could are that. still puzzles. Yeah. They just happen to have more monsters than, yeah, it's than a, the shrines. It's a solid mix of fighting, like of combat, and then puzzle solving. Um, I was actually pretty surprised at how much I enjoyed a lot of the puzzles that I did do. And they're very intuitive. Like they're, well, intuitive might not be the right word, creative. The puzzles are creative. Yeah. In, in figuring out what you have to do and then using your little Sheikah slate to uh figure out which power yeah. you're gonna use well and the thing i like about a lot of them is there are some where you you really have to do it a specific way yeah but there most of them there is not one specific path of how to do it how to do it you can use your powers differently you generally have to go the same way but you can use your powers differently to to reach the goals and same thing it doesn't tell you how to do it you gotta yeah. just Play with them till you figure it out. There, there's one that there's one puzzle because I've been trying to think of like memorable moments or, or things that happen. And I'm like, OK, I have to remember this for the show. So one of these puzzles, you ended up having a, a ball in a maze. And it was a giant fucking maze. And you got to use and you got to use the switch and the motion of the switch. Um, I hate those. To, there's a couple of there's them. There's a couple of them? Okay. <laughs> so so here's how I did one. I don't know which one I did, but the scenario is you've got this like floating maze and you're not in the maze. You're outside of the maze. You're looking at the maze and you, the player, can move the swish around and it recognizes you moving it in the rotation mm -hmm. and everything like that. And as you move, the maze moves. Like if you move the right side of the switch up, maze moves on the right side up yeah it's like one of those old games when you're a kid it's like a wooden a wooden maze and you have like silver marble in it yeah and you gotta exactly you gotta maneuver it just right so it doesn't fall off the edge yeah and so that it so the ball is falling and it falls and lands into a specific spot like right in the center and you've got to like maneuver it all the way through the freaking maze and get it to one spot and then tilt it so that it goes down, all right, in gravity, and it builds up speed. And at the very end, flick the end of the switch up so that it 
pops it up and goes over a gap into where the ball needs to land. It's the worst one. It's okay. Okay. Are you ready to see? <laughs> here's how I figured this out. Or here's how I did it. Talking about doing things in creative ways. Mm-hmm. I noticed that if you took the switch and flipped the switch upside down, the whole maze became upside down too. Like uh-huh. the entire. So what I ended up doing, and I, and I found out that the origin axis point was based on how you were holding the switch when, when you went into the puzzle. Yeah, when you went into the puzzle. So I held it upside down and then the uh, and then hit the button so that it went into the puzzle. And then I flipped it and held it right side up and the whole maze just flips upside down. So the ball just lands on a flat surface. Yeah, it's just a flat, smooth surface. Yeah, just yep. a flat. And then I just tilted it and popped it up. <laughs> but, but it was because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this sucks. I think for like 20 minutes, I was just rocking the switch Trying around. to do it the traditional way. Is that how you did it too then? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, I've done it. I've done it the original way. The okay. first like couple times I did it. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. That's That was a, a key moment for me was looking at that and thinking, one, I'm surprised that they let you do that, that there wasn't like a lock at some point where they're they're like no 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 it can't switch it can't rotate no, 100%. This, the game rewards you being as creative as you want. And to go along with that, the game has a they call it like a um a chemistry feature. Okay. Which essentially every different piece of the game kind of has its own rules and its own physics. Like for example, when you're walking around the lightning storms, mm-hmm. if you, have you gotten to a lightning storm yet? Yes. Where if you're wearing anything metal, if you're wearing any metal equipment, lightning will strike you. <laughs> It'll like spark. And if you don't unequip all your metal stuff quick enough, if you get hit by a lightning bolt, you're pretty much done. Wow. It's going to kill you. As well as things like uh, the red the peppers, the peppers you eat. That sure. you cook to warm yourself up, mm-hmm. to give yourself warmth. Those things explode when exposed to fire. Oh, really? Yeah. So <laughs> okay. what you yeah, so what you can do is you can uh if you're flying on your paraglider, drop some peppers and then take a fire arrow and shoot the peppers and they'll explode. That's hysterical. When fire burns, it creates an updraft that you can float, you can fly on with your paraglider like that's so cool uh, and then different things have different physics and things are will be affected by physics differently like your ice blocks you can create Mm -hmm. if you create an ice block underneath something it like changes the physics of the thing and it'll send it flying in the air huh that's weird weird stuff like that that's really cool the game intentionally rewards experimentation that's actually really really cool there, there are some crazy videos you can watch of people doing like trick shots and all, all kinds of just unique, interesting things with the tools available. Okay. And people still discover new stuff and discover new glitches and discover new things. That's cool. Okay, so I can I can get behind the Zelda hype train then because I I'm not a Zelda boy. the The Switch is the first Nintendo product that I've owned since the NES. Same. Yeah. So I played the original Zelda, but I was so little. I really don't remember. I remember being terrible at it. I was yeah. like, this is the hardest game in the world. <laughs> yeah. That game so, sucks for a little kid. Yeah. And, and I, but ultimately, you know, I did, I tried to play some of the Zelda games for the N64 like back when you could rent consoles, like Ocarina right, like, of Time, yeah. Majora's Mask. I really didn't like them, at least when I tried to play them, but I, I don't, so I've never been like, oh man, Zelda, this thing, like same. I've never gotten the hype behind it, but once again, maybe it's just because we're not Nintendo guys. Yeah, maybe. Well, and I've I've heard too that this Zelda game is very different than a lot of the previous Zelda games. Yeah, that's one of the criticisms. Like I said, this is a widely acclaimed game. It it either nominated or won pretty much every major video game award in 2018. Wow. I mean, I have. I mean, the, I can see it. I have the list here. Oh it's yeah. It's like I'll I'll count real quick. It's like twenty eight awards in two thousand eighteen, and it was not. It won twenty eight and was nominated for another like ten. Wow. 
Yeah. That I mean um so in general wow. what I'm I'm saying is that people generally love this game. Yeah. But of the critics and the criticism I've heard of it is sure it's a great game. It's not really a Zelda game. I see. Okay, I can get that. So so a lot of Zelda fans, maybe not a lot, but there is a subcategory of Zelda fans that didn't like it because it wasn't Zelda or yeah, like exactly. historically Zelda. Yeah, because they intentionally wanted to do something different because I, I assume they, the other ones, probably like the N64 and what, Wii U? Yeah. And the Wii and stuff like that. I'm assuming those were more... A little bit linear, yeah. A more like an action adventure as opposed to open world. Yeah, explorative um, and that type. Some of, of the other criticism I've heard are the bosses are pretty easy. That it's actually not a very hard game once you kind of get used to the combat. Sure. And actually, you know, fight some of the bosses. Now you fought one of the big bosses. Yeah. Yeah. It Did wasn't... you think it was very hard? No, I killed it without dying. It wasn't very tough. Exactly, yeah. And honestly, that's pretty... Most of them aren't that hard to defeat. Sure. Same with the final boss. Okay, not super, super. Did you fight any Lynels? I fought... It's like the centaur guy. Yeah, I did fight one of those. Um, He killed me a couple times. They're the hardest enemies in the game. Yeah, they they killed me a couple times. I'm actually thankful that I came across that shrine that taught me how to fight. Because I think without that, I'd have been done. But like dodging and parrying and that like cool slow-mo where you can do a backflip and then just start mashing the attack button. Yes. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, you that is vital for fighting Lionels. Yeah, they're yeah. the they're the hardest enemy in the game. But the boss fights a lot of times are actually, you know, pretty lackluster. Yeah. As far as they're not that difficult. There's one of them that can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. But still, same thing. Once you figure it out. Are they interesting? Yes, I would say because each of the because there's basically five bosses. Okay, there's each of the divine beasts. When you finish that dungeon, you fight one of the gosh, what do they call them? The blights. Yeah, which are basically just big, scary monster guys. And each one of them kind of embodies one of the elements. Yeah, whether it be wind or water, fire, electricity. Okay, and so each one kind of plays with its element in a, okay. in an interesting way. Yeah. I mean, the one the elephant one was pretty cool. It was it was pretty cool. Um I had a, a weird aha moment cuz you're there's this like Prince Zora, this like fish guy. What a dork. He, He's so annoying. <laughs> I I kind of loved his stupid pose. Every time he just like yeah. throws up his arm and he's like, yeah, um, <laughs> they just kept using that animation yeah. for all sorts of stuff. And I was like, oh, there it is again. Oh, there it is again. But you're you're riding his back because he's just like swimming through everything. And then there's a part where they make the elephant thing makes ice blocks and shoots them at you. Yeah. Were you getting wrecked by the ice blocks? At first I was because I was trying to shoot him with arrows. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, fuck. And I'm like shooting with an arrow. And then I'm trying not to use my electric arrows because I know that I've got to use those for something because they're like, you should use about 20 electric arrows in this challenge. So I had to do a whole thing and fight a Lionel and then get the electric arrows. So I didn't want to just go through them. So while I'm holding the arrow, I'm like hitting the buttons to switch through my arrows. That was a pain in the neck. And then I realized that they're ice blocks and I can just use the little Sheikah slate thing and just break and just break it. It's the easiest (laughs) thing in the world. Once you figure it out and that's yeah. So actually, and I will say, so all those challenges, they actually are once again, this thing of like, it doesn't hold your hand and just explain it to you. Yeah. Once you figure it out, it's Mm -hmm. very easy. So it is just a matter of what's the curve to figure it out. Gotcha. Really. You, and I feel like most people, if you're an experienced gamer, it's not a super huge curve to figure stuff out. I think that the, ultimately, I think that that's going to be a good thing. People might be criticizing it, but imagine the world as open and as vast as it is. And then it's also extremely challenging. I probably just described Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> now that I think about it, that kind of defeats all of my... Because I was here's what I was going to say. Um, like, would it be fun to spend all this time exploring and then keep hitting your head against the wall with overwhelmingly difficult bosses. 
the game kind of is, I think, at its core, an exploration and puzzle game. Combat's there, but combat's not the most complex thing in it. It's also, it's not required, except for in the boss fights and in a couple other spots. Sure. But you can just run away from enemies. You can just not fight. Yeah. And in the beginning, I really sucked at combat. Yeah. Because as you do the shrines, you get more health, you get more stamina, you Mm -hmm. can survive longer. Yeah. And I'm generally not good at combating games. It takes me a while to figure it out. Sure. So for me, the curve of combat was higher than everything else, I think. Okay. And so for a while, I would just, if I ran into too many enemies, I'd be like, nope, see ya. And I would just run. And, or I got the ninja armor as soon as I could and oh, I would sneak by Sneak them. around. So that was something I loved. Okay. Was that like, I don't have to fight everything I come across. Yeah. Because there's no experience. There's no leveling up. Right. You play how you want. And I was like, I want to sneak from the, I want to sneak by the enemies. I want to That's not cool. fight them because I suck at combat and I keep dying. <laughs> and, and again, letting you play the way that you want to play. There's a lot to be said about yes. that. Yes. Um, I mean, when we started, when I started out, a lot of my fights with those stupid goblins, like those Boko blends or Boko goblins or whatever yeah. they're called. Um, was me running from them with a bomb above my head. And, and then, then you toss the bomb. Yeah, I would just drop Dude, the bomb. that never stops being useful. <laughs> yeah, and then just hit the button as they run over it. Great. I love doing that. You want to know something interesting you can do is I've seen, I've tried it, yeah. and I'm not good at it. I've seen, I've seen videos of people doing it. They drop a bomb, sit it in front of them. Okay. And then they blow, they have their shield out, so they blow the bomb and parry at the perfect time, and it parries the explosion towards the people what? in front of them. Yeah. That's so Dude, cool. There are some wild videos, or like uh, there's a thing called bomb jumping, essentially. Okay. Where you stand on a platform, you jump backwards, and he does a backflip. Okay. You drop one of your bombs, and then you freeze time and switch to your other bomb, drop that bomb. Okay switch back explode the other one it explodes the bottom bomb which explodes the bomb you're standing above and it just shoots you up in the air and then you can (laughs) can parachute that's super cool it's very hard to figure out i could not do it even once but it it allows you you can just jump and glide wherever you want by bomb hopping wow that's fun. Dude, I'm telling I'm telling you, you're going to have, you have to watch some videos of people. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I like, love goofy stuff like just, that. Yeah. And like trick shots with the arrows huh. and the amount of things you can do with this game yeah. are insane. That, it's why it's still, I'm pretty sure still to this day, most streamed games on Twitch. Huh? Here I am over here. It took me like a day to figure out how to cook food. because i i was like there's a pot it's on fire like there's it there's clearly i can cook food that i've been told that i can cook food how do i do it so like it took me a while to register oh you literally have to put it in your hand and that's you gathering the ingredients and then get out of the menu and then hit the button to toss everything in toss it in the pot Yeah. yeah And once I figured that out, I was like, ah. And that's pretty cool. I love that aspect, too, is because you're discovering what the different things make. And, mm-hmm. you know, you start to figure out kind of the formula of what makes what gives you more hearts, what gives you a better effect. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool doing that. So mm-hmm. it's fun, man. It's fun just figuring things out. Uh, at first, I I was like, it's OK. It's all right. But then as I'm going through the puzzles, I'm like, you know, I find myself enjoying this more and more the more I play it. Yeah, it just sucks you in. How do you feel about so from what I've heard when they created this, Mm -hmm. they really the reason it's called Breath of the Wild is because your biggest enemy in the game is nature. Like it's kind of a survival game because you have to find food. You have to cook food. You have to worry about the elements. Yeah. Whenever you're trying to climb something important, that's when it's going to start raining <laughs> yeah. or you're or you're going to yeah. or you're going to be climbing and then you run out of stamina. It's such a pain. Yeah. Or you reach a point and it's too cold and then you've got to. Yeah, it's cold. It's hot. Yeah. It's there's lightning out and you got all you have is metal equipment. That's interesting. It's it's a very, you know, it's meant to be your biggest 
challenge is just the elements. Yeah. Just so I will say that I'm I'm not a huge fan of weapons breaking and downgrading in video games. Okay. In general, I'm not a fan. And boy oh boy do these weapons break super quick. Yeah. Like whatever, I'm fine with it. They provide you with enough weapons that you yeah, don't you, Yeah, you're you don't always run finding, out of them. You're always finding weapons. But I don't know. I just I just don't really see the point of it other than like you said they're trying to add survival elements to yeah. it. Yeah. It's just supposed to make it tougher you're, when your best weapon breaks. You know, you're fighting a bunch of monsters or you're fighting something that's likely going to kill you. Yeah. I guess it does add a little bit of anxiety if you're especially if you're fighting like a a mob of monsters and they're like shit my sword just broke and you've got to like run away yeah, from all you got or... is some crappy shovel or something yeah. that's when you gotta start tossing bombs yeah. just to survive <laughs> exactly yeah um I, i'm guessing that you got a horse every time that you played this or no yeah i honestly i don't use the horses a ton but yeah, yeah always i mean and also there's some rare horses you can find sure. there's like a couple quests for ones so the horse thing is fun yeah so but so, ultimately unnecessary i think i think so too i i got a horse and i'm like oh sweet i got a horse but i would find that i just like left it stranded somewhere <laughs> all the time yep. and you can't you can't respawn the horse next to you you have to go to a stable and basically respawn it that way so if you get too far away from the horse I'm like, oh, well, it can't hear me whistle anymore. See you later. You know what I named my horse? What? Thor. Oh, nice. Yeah. And yeah. and when I got a better horse, I named it Thor the <laughs> second. Nice. <laughs> so so I'm honored. So any any horse that I get in the game, I'm just gonna keep adding that lineage. <laughs> so so I'll, we'll see if I'm like at Thor the fourth. And, and How keep many on Thors going. you get through? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm same kind of same way like. Horses are fun, and sometimes you will get to parts where it's like you're going to want a horse because there are parts where it's just gotcha. nothing to climb, just open stretch of fucking nothing. Yeah. Because you probably haven't discovered the whole map yet, I imagine. I don't believe so. No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so there are parts where I think they're more necessary than others. Sure. But most of the time, it's more fun to climb to the highest thing and glide, glide. to wherever you want. Yeah, gliding is fun. It's, it's fun to explore, and that's scratches an itch of mine like it's very rare for me to go from point a to point b directly in a game i i'm very much a grazer i'll be like oh what's over here Ooh, what's over here okay. and and then i'll realize oh i've got 10 side quests that i can do might as well do those before i move on with with the main quest and yeah. that's a problem for me that's something that is just bad with games or that i'm bad with with games because ultimately a lot of times those main story missions add things to the game and I'm spending so much time doing side content that I could be doing like I could be doing main content that allow me to have more features and allow me to get more things and do better things but I'm not I'm spending this time doing side missions See, without any of that crap no I have the same problem you know what I do a lot hmm. I'll play like an RPG game with side quests I'll start getting into side quests because I'm like, I want to get all the side quests done before I get all these side quests out of the way. Then I'll do the next mission and then more side quests will open up and I'll do those. Yeah. And I'll keep doing that. I won't get through the whole story and then I'll kind of get burnt out. And then when I come back to it, I'm like, it's been I just haven't played in a while. I just don't want to play it because like I don't I hate putting a game down for a week or two. Yeah. And then when I go to come back to it, I'm like, man, I haven't played in a while. I just. I don't even really remember what the buttons are. So then I just never finish the game. Yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I just, I've done that. Like I'm replaying Borderlands 2 right now. OK. And I never finished it the first time I played it. Be, okay. For that exact for that reason. Exact reason. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I had something similar happen to me in Skyrim. I I still finished Skyrim. I did it a couple times through. But I remember one time specifically, I was like, I haven't played Skyrim in a little while. Let me just boot up Skyrim and get back into it yeah and i do that and i load up and i'm in a cave and i'm like why am i in this cave what the fuck am i doing in here how do i get out of the cave is am i here for a mission i was so cute <laughs> yeah. i was just stuck in a cave yep and and i just turned it off i'm like nope i'm just not gonna deal with that yeah so i totally get that i will say 
As far as like the side quests in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. They all seem kind of silly to me. They're silly. And a lot of times I don't think they add a lot to the game. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling. They really are more for it's just something else to explore. It's something else to enjoy. You might get a little bit more information on the world or something. Yeah. But once again, there's no leveling up. Right. And as far as like equipment, as you fight harder enemies, you'll get better better swords and stuff like that. Yeah. But there isn't a ton of incentive to do a lot of the side quests. Yeah, I noticed that. I did a side quest. I forget which one it was, but I did a side quest and she rewarded me with milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of they'll reward you with junk. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this was worth my time. A good cooking ingredient. Yeah. But again, with cooking, like, I'm the type of person who goes, oh, there's trees over there. I'll bet there's mushrooms. And then I'll just totally go off the path and go and collect some mushrooms. Or yeah. I'll see some apples and I'm like, well, I'm going to climb some trees. And I'll, I'll, like, so for me, getting that milk, I'm like, that's just an ingredient. I've got a whole shit ton of ingredients in my bag right now. It, it doesn't add too much value for me. Yeah. And also the quests are like, oh, man, I really like this girl, but I don't know how to tell her. Could you find out what she likes and maybe I'll get a gift for her? Yeah, and then you're just like running back and forth yeah. between them. and stuff. I, I yeah. don't have any desire to do any of that. Yeah, I think a lot of the side quests are not great. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. So, something else too, and this isn't about the game. This is not about the game. But the fact that it's on the Switch, I think for me, made it harder to enjoy initially. Because I hate the Switch controllers. I think that the analog sticks, the joysticks for the controllers of the Switch are awful to such a degree that it hindered my experience playing the game. Do you ever play like on the TV? Do you ever put it in like its base and play? Do you have like a... I I do have a dock and I don't have an actual controller, like um, a separate controller that is actually a controller. Okay, just the little apparatus that turns it into a handheld controller. Yeah, so... So I thought about buying a controller to see if that would change my perception of the game because it was admittedly, it was a little tough for me to get into. Not because I didn't like what I was doing in the game, but just moving the joysticks around. I I don't like the way that they feel tactile wise. Um, so I feel like if I were to get a controller and play with that, honestly, I'd probably like it even more. Yeah. No, honestly, most of the games I prefer to play... It's basically, it's a PlayStation controller for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's mu- it's a much better experience. Okay, yeah. Well, see, and, and I got the Switch specifically for when I don't have access to the TV. Yeah. So, for me, I play mainly handheld yeah. with the Switch. Um, but that's not, to, like, I got the one that has a little kickstand, like the OLED, so it, it can pop out, and I can use it just as a screen by itself if I want to. So, I don't know. I'll probably buy one, but I just... I don't play the Switch a lot. Yeah, that makes so sense. So I don't know if it's worth me spending 50 bucks for a wireless controller. I know that you can buy wired ones for like 20 bucks, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, that sucks too. Yeah. I'm just, you know, first world problems, Thor. What are we going to do? <laughs> right. But overall, I really, really, really found myself enjoying it. I liked exploring. I, I think I liked the puzzles or I liked the puzzles more than anything else, which is something that I never thought I would say about a yeah. game. Because I'm like, explore, maim, kill, that's my type of game. Yeah. Like you said, the puzzles, they're all unique. They're all different. There's, yeah. It's not, like, because a lot of games, they'll just have puzzles, and it's like every puzzle feels the same. It's just a different variation on it. Yeah. Or I know a lot of times, like, in the early 2000s, a lot of, like, adventure games and first-person shooters would have little mini puzzles where you got to, like, connect the one wire to another wire and then every puzzle oh, in the game is yeah. the same like one. Oh yeah, like tiny little mini games. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mass Whereas, Effect was big for that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking about. These ones are everyone's unique and most of them can be solved multiple different ways. Yeah. I I think that's the strength of the game to be honest. I think the combat really is I think it's it's lack I don't want to say uh I'm going to say lackluster. Combat's lackluster, but you can do it so sparingly that when you do have to do combat, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's it's enjoyable to do that. But you can definitely tell that they put a ton of time into those puzzles. Like For sure. There's a team that put just so much effort into those puzzles. They are, they are not phoned in yeah. at all. Well, and as you go on, the combat, too, 
that that's another one. You can find unique ways to do it. Like, have you destroyed people with magnesis yet? Where Not you just, yet. Where you just grab something like a big metal block and just start oh, smashing <laughs> enemies with it? No, I haven't done that yet. No, that sounds fun. I do think it's weird too that the the Sheikah slate. I look at it and I'm like, so Link has an iPhone. <laughs> it was like this is just a tablet. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much. A, he's just walking around with his phone. With magic power. Which one of the Sheikah powers do you like the best? Um, do you have? Oh yeah, you have all four. Done. Yeah, yeah, I've got them all. Uh, I think that the magnetic one is a lot of fun. That like that unless you do telekinetic, like picking up things and moving that around. That's yeah. pretty cool. I I haven't played with the time freezing one. I really love. The idea. Have you have you unlocked the upgraded ones yet? No, not yet. Okay, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say I really like the idea of freezing something, beating the shit out of it, and then send it flying through the air. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, you can do that with like those explosive barrels. Oh, okay. So you sneak up on a group of enemies, freeze an explosive barrel, and just (laughs) shoot an explosive (laughs) barrel. And it won't like it's very cool. It won't explode. It'll shoot, and then where it lands, it'll explode. Oh, okay. That's cool. You can also tie like Octorok, the octopus guys that shoot at you in the water. Yeah. I hate those they things. They give you balloons. Okay. Or they give you, yeah, it's called an Octorok balloon. Yeah. yeah. You can hold those balloons mm-hmm. and connect them to things and they will make things float. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a big rock covering somewhere you need to be, you tie a balloon to it and it lifts it up so you can get under it. Oh my gosh. Or, that's so cool. What you do is you tie a balloon to one of those explosive great explosive barrels. Yeah. Then you take a co-rock leaf, which you can use to create wind, and you blow it towards the enemies, <laughs> and then you shoot it with an arrow and explode it on them. I far and <laughs> there's so much weird, fun stuff you can do. I love things like that's so cool. That's so cool. Okay. Dude, so that you should always keep a co-rock leaf on you. Yeah. Yeah, because you can use the boats. Uh-huh. That's how you drive oh, the boats okay because you hit the you equip it and attack with it and it creates wind so okay th- that makes sense because they're just like little rafts with a, and i because i got on it and i'm like maybe i'll have a prompt to pull out an oar or something like that and everyone that i've seen i've just walked on nothing nothing like, happened. yeah you okay. need a karak leaf interesting to drive them <laughs> Okay, all right, so that's you clever. You do so much stuff with the Karakli. That's cool. All right, I can understand why why people enjoy this game. The whole thing's just a big puzzle. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's just how much you want to put into it. Like yeah. how much it's it's really not. It doesn't railroad you into doing one thing or the other. Do what you want. Do quests. Don't do quests. There is literally no benefit or punishment for doing or not doing anything. Yeah. Okay. It's just, and there's oh, cool. so much to discover. Well, so much. Like, it's very cool. I'm definitely enjoying it so far. I really, really am. I'm, I'm definitely going to continue to play it. My daughter got the flu over Thanksgiving break. So all she wanted to do was sit down and watch Gabby's Dollhouse. Good for me, right? But she also wanted cuddles and snuggles <laughs> the entire time. If we were trying to do anything and not sitting on the couch with her temper tantrum yeah. meltdown so i got to play a lot of breath of the wild <laughs> because like gabby's dollhouse is on there uh i'm just gonna sit down and play some breath of the wild on the switch while Very i cool. listen to all the tunes of gabby's dollhouse so i've i've really been enjoying what i've been playing so far i really yeah. have how do you feel about the characters like the fish people they're probably the only ones you've just encountered yeah, so far they're, really. they're, so they just are a normal person with just a fish body on their neck. Like I was like the one dude who doesn't like you. I'm looking at his head. I'm like, that's just a manta ray. Yeah. They just have a full fish a for full their head. Fish for their head. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No, to me it, not at all. at all. It's so strange. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. I really felt sad for the full head fish princess who was like in love with Link but again, I don't know the history between Link and Zelda. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Link is a thirst trap for that girl. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, really, right? And, but I don't know, is Link... Dude, every every woman loves... They're all in love with Link. Okay, but does he... Is he in a relationship with Zelda? Like, is that a thing? Or... He's her 
protector. Right. I got that. And, but is there... And, and full disclosure, I don't know if this takes place in like an alternate timeline or after all the other ones. Yeah, me either. Once again, that's probably just our ignorance of the Zelda franchise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Zelda's his girl. I mean, I don't know if they have a romantic relationship. I yeah. think he's just the... He's just thirsty for Zelda. He, he's like her, you know, he's her sworn protector. Gotcha. I, okay. I think it's more like that. I wasn't sure if it was a Mario Peach type of relationship or I don't know. So because because that's how I figured it was. I figured that like, well, she's the main uh, main female lead and he's the main male lead. I'll bet that they're kind of like save the princess. Now we're yeah, know, I'm romantically pr- involved. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I really felt for that fish head princess lady because she loved him so much that she crafts um this stinking armor that lets you swim up a waterfall Swim up the water yeah Yeah. and and i looked at the item description and it's like this item was painstakingly crafted handmade for it's like a betrothal it's like throwing down the uh the bridal wreath (laughs) basically And, and it fits link perfectly and i'm like man that's that's not a crush. That's that's full yeah, blown. Yeah, no, she like, was full on in love in with him. Love, and he was yeah. just. I think the whole thing is he's like oblivious to it. <laughs> Link sounds like a dick. He kind of is. Honestly. He sounds like a jerk. I mean, quit quit stringing princesses along. <laughs> just pick one. You got. I mean, everybody else would love. The chance for a princess, right? Mario's spending all his life trying to capture his stupid princess. She gets keeps getting keeps getting taken. Link's got what multiple princesses just swooning over him. Yeah, and this guy has the gall to be oblivious. Fuck to, you. Yeah, to all of it. He's like, no, I'm just a sworn yeah, protector. You're a, a sw- fucking dork, Link. <laughs> Get out of here with your hat in your ears. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but overall, overall, man, it was it's a solid game. I can definitely see the comparison with Elden Ring in that there is a lot to explore and it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand in any of it. Like it says, this might be the direction you want to go, but you can go that way if you want. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what um that's what Elden Ring does too. And something Maybe you can answer this. Here's a question right off the top of my head. In Elden Ring or any game from this guy named Miyazaki, the FromSoft games. So uh, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, or even Demon Souls. There are sections of that game that are 100% missable. Like you can go through the whole game and not gain access to a whole big chunk of the game. And... They don't care that you've missed that part of the game. Like, it, it doesn't ever try to push you in that direction, okay. ever. Um, so in Bloodborne, there's a place called Canehurst Castle. And it's the, it's the prettiest part of the entire game. It, the most intricate detail on all the architecture. The villains are super, super cool. But you've got to do a lot to get there. And probably a lot of people don't ever get there. But... They, as a, I don't know, just as a philosophy, are like, we're going to put all this shit here. But if you don't get there, you know, oh, well, that's fine. Because okay. yeah. so many companies, they, I mean, games are expensive to make. They're really expensive to make. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that is done in guiding the player, even subconsciously. Like, maybe they don't say, you need to go in this direction. But there's a lot of visual cues. They try to... They try to get you to go to the entire game because they've spent so much time and money creating this thing. FromSoft doesn't care. They're like, whatever. If you find it, you find it. If not, it's your loss. <laughs> so, so like, is there anything in that with Breath of the Wild? Is it? Is there a, a way? I feel like it almost have to be. Because if you're saying that you can play through it again and again and again and you're still finding new things... Yeah, I'm still finding, like, quests I didn't know existed. I'm finding locations. I'm pretty sure on my last one, I've probably seen everything. Because the very first time I played, there's, like I said, there's 120 shrines. That's there's like, so There's many. something like three, you know the Korok seeds you find? Yeah. There's something like 300 of them, I think. 
I've never found all of those because it doesn't like all you get for collecting Korok seeds mm-hmm. is you get extra s- slots for weapons, armor, okay, bows. So I've never really cared about going to search for all of them. Sure. But the one thing I always do is all the divine beasts and the shrines. Okay. All 120 shrines. You, oh my gosh. Okay. The first time I did not do all the shrines, uh-huh. um, I just couldn't find them. So my most recent playthrough, I found a... Have you encountered the fairies yet? The only fairies the, that I've encountered... Fountain, the fairy fountain. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's multiple fairies. Okay. With like the weird, crazy, like... Uh, they hop out of the water and like, oh, yeah, yeah, Link. They're, they're all in love with Link. Yeah, the, the <laughs> thick lady coming out of the water. Yeah, and so and essentially their function is they let you trade in ingredients to upgrade your armor. Yeah, there's four of them in total. There is also a horse fairy. Okay, <laughs> which I had never found until my last playthrough that I did. Interesting. Okay, and I because I just never looked it up. Sure. It was just I didn't. Like I said, I looked up shrines, but I, I try not I try not to rely on like looking up how to find the thing. Yeah. So I kept playing through and I just couldn't find it. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. And then on this last playthrough, I ran into a quest I had never seen before. Okay. And it led me, it gave me clues that led me to find the horse fairy. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it's like stuff like that. Like literally discovering still on the fourth playthrough, I discovered a location I'd never been to. Yeah. I, I like the, just the way that you phrase that. You're like, I haven't found the horse fairy. I didn't find that. I didn't know that the horse fairy existed. I didn't know to look it up. Like the fact, <laughs> the fact that. Well, no, I had like heard of it, but okay. like, but like I didn't right. want to look it up. Like I'm playing Zelda. I'm pretty sure there's a horse fairy somewhere in the game. <laughs> Just where's the horse fairy? Just Googling it. That's funny. Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're about at that time where probably we should we should talk about rating it. Okay, sweet. Let's go. So, Micah, give me your rating so far. And you haven't finished the game, but that's fine. It sounds like you have a pretty good grasp of you know where you stand on it thus yeah, yeah, far yeah. so how about on a scale of one to ten horse fairies <laughs> <laughs> so right now i'm gonna give it eight horse fairies just because i feel like that gives me wiggle room to like it more or less okay than where i'm currently at because i'm not done with the game so i want to be able to like it more but i also want to be able to like it less <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want to be able if something really pisses me off i want to take it down a notch but it's still a good game all right so all we'll right. keep on the lookout if yeah Zelda if it changes Mike off, yeah if we'll it changes, find out on a later episode i'll let you know i'll have a rant all right so um the next episode that we're getting into is gonna be around the holidays and so with this episode we thought it'd be fun to do something a little bit themed so that we're on topic for when it releases. Yeah. So next week is Christmas. Yep. And we are going to have our our pal Zach McCrary on. He's yep. from the Comics That We Love podcast. Yep. Always a pleasure to have on the show. So we have decided to watch a Christmas movie. A a true classic. I don't actually that's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> it it might be an infamous classic. Right. It's certainly an oddity, right? Yeah. Uh I've never seen it, you have never seen it. Correct. He said he watched it when he was very little. Yeah. And all he remembered was that it probably isn't great. <laughs> but we are going to watch a Star Wars holiday special. Yes. From nineteen seventy nine. Something around there. Or, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that there I, I've heard nothing good about it nothing all right so i'm gonna we'll find something yeah. good special special thank you to russell heindel because a little while back i threw a a question out on the facebook and said hey what are some recommendations that was thrown out to us we originally were going to do jingle all the way with arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad yeah but then when russell uh recommended it to us i was like you know what i've never seen it 
Thor had never seen it, figured it'd probably be a good thing. So thank you, Russell, for the recommendation. Yeah, thanks, Russell. That's, but a Star Wars holiday special is, like you, I've never heard anything good about this movie. Yeah. So we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see just how Christmassy it is. I'm thinking I'm going to like it. I'm thinking I'm thinking positive with uh, with the spirit of hope Dude, for they, the holiday season. They better have Chewbacca in a Santa hat. That's all I want. Oh, what a good idea. I mean, if they don't have Chewbacca in a Santa hat, because I'm sure that Wookiees celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Jesus went there. All right. He died for their sins, too. And if you look at his beard, it's kind of Wookiee-ish. <laughs> that's right right. wookies are carpenters and they can walk on water thor i did not know that yep all because jesus showed him (laughs) (laughs) all right all right join us next week you can watch this on youtube for free we don't even have to pay for it it's evidently on YouTube for free. Yeah, I found a nobody of cares about getting <laughs> having the cares. rights and getting paid yeah. for this it's, thing. It's funny because Disney Plus won't even put it on their system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like, no. You know what? Instead <laughs> of putting that up, we'll make a Lego version yeah. <laughs> and put that on there instead. They're like, <laughs> we own all the rights to the Star Wars stuff. And they're like, okay, here, you can have this holiday special. They're like, nah, we're good. Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) No place for it. Yeah, I'd rather create an entirely new thing and call it the Star Wars (laughs) special and put that god-awful thing on my my streaming service. It's going to be great, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, so uh, next week, the Star Wars holiday special. Watch it, and then come back and listen to us talk about it, because it's going to be an episode. I'm sure of it. (laughs) All right, so until next time, I'm Micah. I'm Thor, and as always, get wrecked. Stay wrecked. Yeah, good night, everybody. Good night.